0: I've noticed that Richard Collins' voice hasn't appeared yet. It's about it. he's not here in the person and he's not joining us as he normally does from his home. But he was out doing a report for us during the week. He was in Fairview Park where he happened upon a local man feeding a grey
1: heron. He's there every day. We call him Henno the heron. Henno Henno,
2: yeah. Big God. <laughs> and how long are you looking after Henno?
1: Uh, three or four years, you know, I since know you, yeah, just to start walking the dog. And, oh. and whenever I have scraps of food, like Monday, when we have chicken on Sunday, there's, as you know, skin and... and Perfect, perfect. He loves that. He loves that, does
2: he? And what about the dog? Does the dog frighten him off? No, no. He's he's around
1: here somewhere. But he actually knows me. If he's up over on the roof or he's across the river there... Mm. And he says becoming he, he he'll come on land. He knows where
2: his bread is buttered. He does, does, he does, he does. And tell me, now, do you come at the same time every day? Has he learned to... Lovely, yes. He knows to expect yes, you?
1: Yes, That sort of thing.
2: You, well, do, when you go away on holidays or something, do you worry about the poor old
1: Heron muck? No, because actually, there's actually <laughs> other people that uh, feed him as well.
2: They're not in your league, Oh,
1: yes, you? yeah, yeah.
2: They're not in your league. He's very modest. You're very yeah. modest. <laughs> <laughs> And you would just give him whatever you scraps you have, and he will eat anything. That's an interesting side the side. He won't.
1: He don't think he'd eat the of bread, now, You know, or potatoes. or It's mostly meat and chicken and, you know, that type of... No, no vegetables. I don't think no he'd eat, no. No vegetables. No, he won't That's eat what? his vegetables. He's very bored.
2: Well, then, what about the opposition? All these gulls, they're all around the place. Well,
1: I have to find, and hush them away, because... Yeah. They, As you oh, know, there. the savagers, say get there before I, them, you I know. I was
2: watching you there, and they were a scrum of these fellows all around. Yes, they're much yeah. more forward than That's the heron really, would be. Yeah. He's a remarkable heron. They're normally very circumspect about coming close to people. But
1: not the gulls. No, and the pigeons. As you see, yeah. people feed the pigeons with oh, bread. Yeah. They throw it. And uh, they come up very close to you. They nearly eat out of your hand. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah. yeah. We're well, oh. well going in a
2: minute. <laughs> You're at the beck and call of the birds and the dog. Oh, and I was just
0: wondering, has he been fed, like this bird to be feeding, how many times a day would they normally feed, Richard? Not just once, surely.
2: Well, a heron, if they catch a fairly substantial creature like a frog or something like that. That'd be
0: enough for the day, do you think?
2: Well, they can sit back for a few hours then, yeah. you see. Um, that- it's great if you're if that's the, your way of feeding. But if you're a pigeon, you're wanting bits of I'm not interested
0: in the pigeons, but I'm wondering if you're feeding him at around quarter to 11 every morning because he's gotten used to this kind of time. Yes, you yeah. know, as you're going to be coming yeah. around. You've habituated him to it. Or he's habituated you. <laughs> Whatever. But as I said there... You look, if, if well, will he, he, will he actually want to be fed again later on? Oh, he would, what? yeah. He would. So would
1: you yes. feed him twice a no, day? No, no. I no. only, only walk the dog once a day. I wouldn't have the food either, you know. Yeah. It's, it's mostly... Scraps, scraps off yeah, the yeah. table, you know. It's
2: a substantial lot you gave him just now. I was, I was oh, impressed, he, And he'd he eat more, actually, yeah. And then if
1: there's some food that would go out of date, yeah, that I'd know he'd eat. No, I mean, yeah. It's
2: great to see that, the yeah. food going like that. Well, yeah. I think thrown. their good is a lot stronger
1: than ours, isn't it? Um,
2: well, yes, but it goes through them fairly quickly because they have to fly. They can't be holding a big load of food mm. in the yeah. stomach. Does he bring yeah. along the wife? Although herons, they do How do you know
1: that wasn't the wife? Well, is it funny? <laughs> herons... I don't even know whether he's male or female. Yeah. That's no, right Absolutely, Eric, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, herons, uh, apparently, they're very faithful at the nest, I'm told, but... Once they go away, they ignore each other. Do you see? They they don't seem to recognise each other out in the riverside. But the other heralds must cotton on to this guy's handout. You know, surely (laughs) you must have a few disciples coming in here now, have you not?
1: I've never seen two here together. To be honest. Now I've seen two out well by clumped you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: Thank you very much indeed to Danny Rafferty, a local man feeding the heron there in Eastwall, and to Richard Collins. Now, speaking of the heron, Niall, people in Ireland often mistake the heron for the crane. And I believe the crane, we've talked about them on the programme before, particularly the ones that were attempting to breed in the Midlands, have actually bred this year.
3: It is breeding again, just to say actually that they're not in the same family. They look very similar through convergent evolution. They have the long legs, the long neck and the long beak. Uh, And indeed, in in many places in Ireland, people now call the grey heron the crane. Mm. You know, The the name has been transferred because there's a long folk memory of cranes in Ireland. But actually, they're not that closely related at all. They belong to to, to quite different families of bird. Uh, But um, it is a really interesting success story at the moment because we we had confirmation there just recently from Borden and at an undisclosed site uh, somewhere in the Midlands that but for the second year in a row, a pair of common cranes have successfully raised uh, a chick to fledging, which means being able to take flight and therefore look after itself. Um, so, uh, despite the fact that the name is Common Crane, it's by no means common in Ireland. It once was. Um, but it was
4: uh, once because the Irish word for it, Corr, is in a lot of place names as yep. well. And Locke and O'Toole wrote a great book on the crane, and he was going on about how many car place names there are all around the country. So,
0: Corr is the Irish name. Is it CO Father?
4: No, CORR. or Yeah, car and, and now I see that that's what they're using on the heron now. Corrie is the same word, but yeah. the place names, according to Larkin, were from the crane itself. But I mean, you were saying they're not related. I mean, the crane's a migratory species, and the heron is firmly fixed here, so they have different <laughs> habits. I mean, every year, the, presumably, the cranes flew over Ireland, looked down, and said, Oh, I'm not staying there. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> obviously, they must see their habitat has now been made if suitable that they could nest in because they nest on the ground, don't they?
3: They do. They're ground nesters, yeah. and they like big open expanses of, of bog, essentially. So, parts of Scandinavia for example with there's still extensive bogland they're quite common there as breeders there's quite a lot of them wintering in uh, in in France at some of the lakes there there's quite a lot of winter in the Iberian Peninsula um, so they're not um, necessarily terribly long-distance migrants they're not all, all going all the way to southern Africa for example um, but they're kind of not as fixed in their patterns they will move around to different locations depending on on the the, the conditions that year uh, but what they're doing is as well in terms of their their habitat it is quite different so yes the the, the herons they they like to be by by water particularly mm. They always find them by, by lakes or streams or by um, uh, by the sea. But they, weirdly enough, they nest in the treetops. Um, I remember, um, you'll both remember actually when we did the, the Dawn Chorus programme a few years ago from St Anne's Park. They were um, they were nesting uh, high in the or trees they were there.
4: leading lights in the solos.
3: Uh, absolutely. The noise is they and, and their relatives. Very good. That's <laughs> well, the sound they make in the morning. Yeah, that's it. And with the little egrets in the, who are in the fam- same family, they were nesting beside them as well. It was quite remarkable. Um, but the cranes are completely different. So they're by no means as closely tied to water. They do like to breed in bogs, um, particularly though I think because the open expanse of land without too many um, obstacles around means they have a good line of sight for any predator coming. They're absolutely massive. So uh, a crane standing with its neck, neck fully extended and its bill up would be about five foot tall. We're talking a huge bird. Uh, wingspan of almost two and a half metres. So they are enormous. Um, but they're remarkably hard to find from the breeding grounds uh, because they're very shy, they're very wary of predators and of any kind of potential disturbance. Uh, and then in the in the non breeding season they're not tied to wetlands by any means. And this were, is the
0: common
4: crane.
3: This is the common crane. This is the
4: common, same common crane they have all over Europe. Yes. The common crane apparently was very tasty and mm-hmm. they, they did a lot of eating of it in medieval times. Yeah. So we have lots of bones of them in the medieval middens where they threw all their rubbish, their old rubbish dumps and the crane bones were there and, and they were kept as pets apparently too. Yeah. You got, could get a gold chain or a silver chain and put it around your crane's neck and bring it for a walk. I'm sure you were, had one up on the Joneses with that.
3: And I believe they were very common as pets in the medieval era in Ireland. Um, They were the third most commonly kept pet, um, according to to contemporary sources.
4: After dogs and cats, After dogs and cats, yeah, yeah, you had your
3: cranes. And um, there's a long history there. They're they're illustrated quite famously in the Book of Kells as well. Mm. So there's a long heritage there and it's really good to see them back. Long way to go before you have a population fully recovered, but this is certainly a very good sign. But it's a start. Absolutely.